to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin, Sharman, and Chris. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast. As we get into another episode of Free Agency. Um, well, we had the breaking news. Robbie Anderson has left the Jets for the Carolina Panthers. Two years, $20 million, $12 million guaranteed. Um, start off with you, Chris. Um, how you feel about this deal? Um, what was what was what was your take on it? Uh, I thought the, the deal wasn't that bad. Two for twenty, and I think he's getting twelve million his first season. You know, in in that deal, uh, I I didn't think it was that high. So I, I figured the Jets would have at least tried to match it, and maybe they did. You know, we don't know yet. We'll probably hear soon enough uh, if they even match that. Um, but there was a connection with Robbie and uh, Rule going back to his uh, college days in Temple. Supposedly, Rule kind of kept him on the straight and narrow and kind of, you know, taught him how to be a professional and what it's going to be to be a professional when he gets to the NFL. So, obviously, there's a connection there. So, maybe he wanted to go back to play with him, you know, on his team. So, that's the only thing I could think of because I, I figured they would go more than two for 20 for him. Or at least that. So, but like I said, we'll we'll hear about it more. But I'm disappointed because him and uh, Sam did have some, you know, good chemistry going there towards the end of the year, and he was a deep threat. But you know, time to move on, I guess. Yeah, um, I I I, w- I was one of those uh, Jets fans that really believed in uh, Sam Don- um, believed in Robbie Anderson coming back. But, uh, I mean, I'm not really devastated by it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, whatever vision that uh, our front office has for the team, I think uh, they're working on it. They have a plan a plan B. So I'm going I'm to trust them on that. You know, I'm going to trust that they have an answer for this and they have an answer to give uh, Sam as many weapons as possible. Uh, so... Uh, that 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 that's my belief in all this. I mean, uh, kudos to to him, man. He gets his ten million a year. You know, he 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 gets uh, he gets to go to a place where he's familiar with the system. So that's good for him. That's good for Anderson, man. That's good for him. But uh, we're looking to what we're gonna do, you know. And I think uh, uh, Joe Douglas has a plan in place, and I trust him to uh, execute that. We don't know. We don't know if the deal was low. We don't know if the deal was higher than what it is. Um, it seems more of a Matt Rule, his college coach. Um, maybe it's more of a connection towards Matt Rule and you know, than anything else. Um, uh, I'm just gonna say this, uh, Jets fans, please don't don't lose your don't lose your mind over this because I remember um, the time Robbie Anderson um, had a couple of felony charges, which Came down to a misdemeanor, and y'all was like, "Get get rid of him, get him out of New York," you know. And, and all of y'all was over there wanting him to go. Then he performed, performed well, performed performed good enough. I'm gonna say good enough in the next two seasons. And all of a sudden, y'all love him, and now y'all ready to go against him. Y'all ready to say bye or whatever, you know. Just 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 keep, you know. It's it's good that um, the draft. We have some receivers <laughs> that that we can that that we can you know maybe get. We probably could get a still out of draft, so I don't want y'all to panic. Um, but 
it's a it's a also a good thing Joe Douglas signed these uh offensive linemen. He might still go with a lineman. We don't know what Joe Douglas is thinking. But if he drafts a wide receiver at eleven, um, just don't be just don't just take it as okay. Now I see why. I see why he did what he had to do. Because we only got Jameson Crowder and I don't trust him no more. <laughs> hey, Vince, uh, what's that? Vincent Smith, right? Oh yeah, I, some we, no, not enough people are talking about this kid. I think I think he showed flashes last year. Um, yeah, he wasn't but bad. He came he came late in the season, so um, so uh, I think I think a lot of his missteps uh, could kind of point to the fact that he wasn't really uh, in tune with Donald or knew the playbook enough. So I think given an off season, probably he's gonna step his game up because he's not he's not a bad he's not a bad kid. He's not a bad wide receiver. I don't think, uh, I don't think um, people giving him enough credit. So we'll see, man. I mean, this offseason will, like I said, like uh, um, I, I want to put my trust in uh, Joe Douglas and the front office, man. You know, they have a plan, and I'm gonna stick to it until, you know, I'm gonna ride it right until the wheels fall off. Okay. <laughs> So what's the wide receivers? So what's the wide receivers that's yet in the uh in the in the market right now? Uh, well, the names are not going to be that big. So let me just I'm just going to throw some out to you guys, and you say yes or no. Um, Devin Funches. No. <laughs> Paul Paul Richardson oh. from Washington. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Gabriel mm. from Chicago. Rashad Perryman. That's the the yes, I think. I, I, I think it's a it's a it's a yes, but it depends on what deal he wants. Yeah, other guys: Chester Rogers, Indianapolis, oh, uh, oh. Demarius Thomas from. We could bring him back. Oh. Uh, Geronimo Allison from Green Bay. Oh. Uh, Jarius Wright from Carolina. <laughs> no, I right, right, here's a couple Josh, of names. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Right. What do you guys think of Josh Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> if he could, well, I think with the new, with the new Steal CBA, the with the with the new, no, I mean, but with the new the CBA, don't don't the, uh, they don't suspend you for the weed, or do they still suspend you? No, for, not for the I, weed. No. Yeah, I, I think the, if if I, I guess, I mean, that's the that's but, like. But didn't he have? Didn't he have more yeah, problems than weed? Exactly. Though? <laughs> well, if he does did, then no. He does have different, more problems than just weed. So we could bring back mm-hmm. our good friend Jermaine Curse. <laughs> oh, he's no. out there. Tavon Austin, I think he's he's too small. I, I use him as a I use him as a punt return, or you know, but yeah. we got Barrios for that, so no. Right. So that, that's our that's our thing. So we got not many options in free agency. So don't expect any. Oh, that guy's great. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, that's my point. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. we'll see. It's going to be a deep. Thankfully, it's a deep wide receiver draft this year. We'll be able to get two, maybe three of them, hopefully. So uh, gotta just have faith in uh, in Joe Douglas's uh, scouting, and uh, hopefully we'll get a couple of starters or a couple of decent keepers out of our uh, draft. All right. So since we're talking about Joe Douglas, um, and we and we in the week, we a week into the free agency process of signings and everything like that. What grade would you give uh, Joe Douglas? Um, I would say, I, I, I would say, you know what, a, a B plus because he did exactly what he said he would do, and he was going to concentrate on the on the 
offensive line, and that's exactly what he did. He improved the offensive line. I'm not saying they're going to be, you know, a great offensive line, but right now it's much better than what it was last year. You know, that's not really saying much because he was in really bad shape last year, but uh, <laughs> he definitely improved uh, what he said he was going to do and getting what, four guys, five guys in free agency. You know, we still got holes. Obviously, wide receiver, we just said. Uh, corner is still a, a major hole, but I think he filled that too, uh, at least with one of the signings from the guy, the kid from the Colts. Um, and, um, you know, we still need we still need spots here and there, backup quarterback, uh, receiver, like I said, maybe backup running back as well. Kicker, edge rusher. Runner, edge rusher, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> So, uh, but I, I'll give him a B plus right now. I I want to I want to go through the players a little bit that that we signed and kind of uh, I'll go through the the contracts a, a little bit because I think there's a kind of a a method to his madness. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, if you realize those contracts have easy outs for the Jets, um, if the t if the player does not perform up to what uh, Joe Douglas and the Jets front office think that they're supposed to. Um, mm-hmm. um, their minimum contracts basically. Uh, they got Pierre Desir, who had a, a really good 2018 contract, uh, uh, cinema uh, season. <laughs> Can't talk for some reason. Um, he had a great 2018 season. He had an injury. Uh, he struggled all through last year with, uh, I think it was a, a hamstring injury, so he would never was himself. Um, uh, the the I think the point of contention or contention with a lot of Jets fans is George Fant, the tackle, who could not even uh kind of nail down a starting position on a Seattle line that has been questionable. I understand I understand that, but I think I think Joe Douglas is going for potential here and he's probably putting a player like that into the Jets coaching staff's hands and uh betting on them uh raising raising his uh you know, he's uh, raised, like making him into a better player, you know, because he has the flashes. And, and if you, rem- if you uh, think about the, the, uh, his opponents, the opponents he faced, he faced in, 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 in the NFC uh, playing, playing against guys like the, um, like the 40, the defensive lines, like the 49ers defensive line. And, I mean, come on, man. He, you know, he has a lot of highlights. He has a lot of promise. Uh, I would take a shot if um, Adam, like like Joe Douglas, is taking a shot. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, you know, take a shot at it because you need you need to get that. You need a signing like that. You need a signing to break for you, and you need to take a shot, you know, because your line is very important. You can't, you know, and it's not like you're breaking the bank for him anyway. So if he does turn into the kind of tackle where you a tackle that for the next seven years, holy crap you're anointed, you know, I mean, you know, so you, you take that shot. Um, like I said, uh, nobody thought Jordan Jenkins would sign back with the Jets for 5 million. Right. For one, mean, year. Great. For one year. Nobody thought that. Um, uh, uh, we spoke about a lot about Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern is one of the better centers in the league. I mean, I know he's not top five. He's probably top 10, probably top 15 in the league. That's better than what we had last year, man. If you if you guys could please just go back and watch uh, mm-hmm. both our starting center in the first five to six weeks in this in this of the season, and then uh, watch Harrison 
even if Harrison could snap the ball, that's about all he did. Where, right? You know, he sucked in the running game and he could not block for anything. He kept giving up. So he gave up so many pressures. It was ridiculous, you know. So, so he is not a center. He doesn't like. He's not a starting center. And 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 I think that's really Conor McGovern was a really good signing, especially for three years, twenty-seven million, eighteen million fully guaranteed. I mean, come on. Um, I mean, you gotta. You, I mean, a lot of us just we, we could not believe that the pool got signed for a five million dollar deal. I mean, come on, man. You know, it was ridiculous. You know, we, we, I, I think we spoke about the fact that we thought he was going to get at least eight, nine million, mm-hmm. you know. So, so again, like I said, even uh, Greg Von, Von Rotten, that he, that Rotan, <laughs> that, that, that he got for three, uh, three, uh, three a deal, um, he's a pretty good, uh, uh, he's not, he's not, he's an average run blocker, but he's a pretty good pass blocker. So, um, I think I think I think I give him a B plus. I think if you think about just his mentality and the way he's going about it right now, you know, the only reason why I can't I won't give him an A is because I think I I I still have an issue with uh, with him probably not reaching out to Glasgow or I don't know what the deal is with that because that was a pretty low end deal, and uh, you know so you know there was a, there was a couple of things I disagreed with, but. I'm not going to hold his feet to the fire for that. You know, if he could prove that he's planned, his plan that he has working, you know, that it it could work in the future for us. I'm not going to argue over missing one player. You know what the one thing I'm noticing too, even in all sports now, unless you're like an, an incredible super, unless you're like a top flight superstar, you're mm-hmm. not getting those big, those big deals anymore. You know, mm-hmm. with the, with, I think with the salary cap, Obviously, that has a lot to do with it, but not seeing these guys, these like mid-tier free agents, getting a bigger contract. You know, like teams are more cautious now in what they're giving these guys, and they're and, and the GMs are just waiting these guys out. You know, like perfect. Jenkins was a great example because he was looking for eight, nine, ten million at least. But you know, Tino, what what he is, he's not like this incredible edge rusher. He's good. He's a good you know, works hard and all that, but, you know, he's still not, you know, a high-end edge rusher. You know, no, he was talking not. about a guy, yeah, you're not getting a 15-sack season out of this guy. You know, yeah, you'll get eight, nine, you know, coverage sacks out of him. Sure, that's great. But that's and, the one and, thing I've noticed, you know, with some of these contracts, with all these contracts. And and and, and to your point, you know, um, there's – there's um, there's a lot of things about football, football that we all as fans um, – we think matter a lot. And one of the things that matter is splash plays. You know, we like a guy that could blow through the line, beat a tackle, put him on his butt and, and sack the quarterback. Right. Mm -hmm. That, that's not really, that's not what really Jenkins does. Jenkins is not one of those guys that blow a tackle up. You know, that's not his thing. You know, he, he'll probably get one where he, you know, his technique is like flawless and then he gets by the tackle, but, it's not like a flashy play. He does not have these kind of plays. So he's not a high-end player. And I can't, that's why I kind of understand where great, um, where uh, Joe Douglas is going. You know, He wants high-end type players. And he's, will- he's going to only be willing to spend on those guys. And if you're up just about an average player, you know, you're going to get average money. You know, as simple as that. 
you know, if I, I, I and I think this, the signings reflect what he thinks or what the front office thinks of those players. Simple as that. True. Um, I think I, I think I'm gonna give him a, I think I'm gonna give him an A minus just because he did something that uh most most of our GMs had a problem with. That's breaking the bank. <laughs> they literally break the bank in their first year, trying to you know win now. Joe Douglas is trying to rebuild and trying to fix what what Matt basically has done. It started, and this is a hell of a start. And the Jets is number two right now with forty two million, um, with the potential of next year. Uh, for what I read, I think eighty eight million, if I recall. So it's it's a start. It's not it's not the best. It's a good start. I like that he's not he's not you know basically saying yeah I should I mean yes the George yes the George fan was was a little little wild, but other than that he's not breaking bank with these guys. It's like yeah you you want it and prove it to me maybe next year <laughs> maybe next year and I think Greg Williams have something to do with Paul and um Jenkins staying too. Helps out a lot too, you know. Yeah, I think I think I forgot to mention uh, we got our inside linebackers back too with Hewitt and Burgess, and Burgess was one of those players that really stood out uh, um, a lot. His he, and Greg Williams also made mention of the fact that he's kind of, you know, he's really a a, a study of football. You know, he understands the game and he he studies really hard. So. He um, sets himself apart with what he sees. He kind of could see pl- a play develop before they develop, and he could shoot his shot. Uh, and that showed up a lot on film, too. So um, he might not be, you know, a high-end athlete, and probably that's the reason why he's not a better linebacker. But what he does with his, you know, with his knowledge is what uh, Greg Williams kind of sees in him. I think I like that, too. I think we all uh, like like him, you know. Right, and I think he brought the best out in these guys. Uh, top three, top three uh, rushing defense, if not number one. Um, you know, and he did, and he actually did a real good job with the def with a defense that we thought that was going to be second to last. <laughs> and it's right; it should have actually with the talent that they had. But amazingly, you know, look look what they did. You know, they were a top what top ten defense. And that's why I say Greg Williams definitely deserved that credit because these players might not have stayed because of the money. They probably just stayed because of Greg Williams. And I want to, and I want to, I want to really like, I'm going to take a shot here and uh, a lot of people won't probably won't like what I'm going to say, but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt for a minute. Um, as I want to, I, I think Greg Williams is an awesome defensive tack, defensive off coordinator. I love him. And, uh, but I, I want to, I want people to understand, Jets fans to understand. Um, I, I think we only faced offensively probably two or three of the better teams offensively in the league last year. This year, we're going to be facing way more than that. We're going to probably be facing like about six or seven offensively, offensive monsters when I, when you come, when it comes to, when it comes, when it comes to offense. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, discredit Greg Williams in any way, and what what he did bring out of that offense, of that defense. I'm just saying that if we would face seven of them last year, it would have looked way worse. I think we, 
the fact that we only faced like two of them kind of you know mitigated the the, the numbers a little bit you know but i think i think if we the fact that we when we faced the ravens the ravens put it on us man and we couldn't stop them well, when we faced the patriots the patriots put them on mm-hmm. a, put them on us too uh, you know the Patriots. Remember the Patriots offense this year too. I, I, I was okay with them getting. You know. Oh no, I'm I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying the Patriots offense wasn't that good, but they put it on us too. Like let's mm-hmm. be real, you know. So I'm just saying, um, you know, I did. You know, we gotta we gotta watch from year to year. It's always different. I think I think if we don't uh a- um answer the bell at corner, if they don't find corners to play, we're gonna suffer. <laughs> oh yeah, we're really gonna suffer. And, so, and we need so, and we need more more of a pass rusher too. Oh, oh you know. man, I'm telling you, they, like I I I made I made mention of this. I've been making mention of this on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and on Twitter. That I think that I okay, I I I understand that we need offensive line. An offensive line, yes, it should be what we should want our jet the, the Jets to get more than anything, but please do not diminish the need for pass rush because there's too many times that I'm seeing quarterbacks standing in the Jets' backfield for like 10 seconds. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no team that could cover for that long. It makes absolutely no sense. And, and the fact that we could go, like we're having teams ridiculously, like uh, completing third and 14s, third and 20s, Come on, man! Like this, like blitzing does not answer all these things, man. Blitzing is something you want to use on in the right time. You know, you cannot. It's not really something you want to go to all the time. No matter how much you run scheme, there's too many players in the league that that are way too smart and way too dynamic as athletes for you to always count on having a blitz. You have to have the 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 kind of a marriage of a great pass rush and coverage in the back. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We're definitely going to see what happens. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, well, I'm kind of shocked that uh, the Cowboys, uh, tragic, um, Tra- Travis, Frederick, uh, actually yes. retired. This is, yes. this is really, this is really crazy. We had two guys that actually retired at the age of 29 does that say a lot that eight to nine years is is maybe is starting to look like the average for for a player before retiring? Well, he had I a think, go ahead. He go ahead a, didn't he have like an autoimmune uh, thing yes. or something? And yes, Guillain Barre. Yeah, he suffered from Guillain Barre. Yeah, and he had missed all of eighteen, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So this is not. I mean, it was yeah. out of you know definitely out of left field, obviously, and um, the timing was horrible because. You know, they could have signed uh, McGovern, actually, <laughs> when you think about it. I think McGovern sure. would have definitely went to a Dallas team that's pretty loaded offensively compared to ours. But who knows? But I think definitely the timing fine. was bad. Yeah, I mean, but they still got to find a center now, you know. They'll probably no, draft one, right? I think, I, think, I, think I think they have players in-house that could probably step in. Um, the one thing about Dallas that's really good is Dallas has a, a mountain of offensive linemen. Even they have depth really good depth. Um, um, again, they're not going to be the Dallas of, of the last few years where they like basically have four, three poor bowlers or whatever, but they're very competent at, uh, 
at backups and they have very competent uh, players at backups at a lot of their positions on the offensive line. So I, I'm not really scared of that, but back to uh, Travis Frederick, I think, I think the disease kind of uh, really had a, took a toll on him. I think, I think, I think uh, Guillaume Barre kind of uh, makes you lose muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think um, the fact that he could probably couldn't get himself back to the size that he wanted, he wants to, you know, you know, and then add in addition to that, you know, he, he probably has other complications that were made public. So, you know, facing facing stuff with like when it comes to your life, you know, and football, man, come on, man, you know, <laughs> you choose your life first, you know. Yeah, well, they have that. they have two backup centers right now on yeah, their roster. They have uh, Joe Looney and yeah, Connor McGovern. <laughs> so, and then the seventeenth <laughs> pick. And then the seventeenth pick in the uh, in the draft. So, yeah, they they had um, Joe, Joe Looney. Joe Looney is uh, I've heard his name talked about a lot. Uh, um, he's not a bad player, you know. And and they could shuffle too, man. This guys, this the interior guys could play center. It's not like it's not like um, it's not like they have swing tackles too. They have guys that could play could come inside, you know. They have guys that could come into play center. So. They, they've always been really good with that. So, you know, I don't think that's going to be a major issue for them to figure out. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, wish you nothing but the best, Travis, in your uh, journey. Sorry you had to end like this, but, you know, things do happen. And also, I, I do, before we get into um, the NFC salary cap and the signings, I, I do want to talk about uh, Clowney. Um, Clowney rejected... Dolphins seventeen million dollars per year. Uh, I don't know if he's still expecting twenty million, but how how is this going to play out with Clowney? Should he should he just go with a short deal, maybe one to prove himself, one year to prove himself, or what what is the what is going on with Clowney's situation? I, I just think he wants a longer. I think he wants a long term deal, and teams are not going to give him one. I mean, a couple of reasons. Number one, he's got really he's got a really bad knee. I don't know if it's both knees, but I know he's got at least one bad knee where it's basically bone on bone. So Jeez. I don't know how long this guy's gonna you know let you gotta you know obviously as a team you gotta say all right if I give him a four year deal is he gonna make it to the fourth year? You don't know. I mean he's a great talent, yeah, but we've seen him get hurt already and and miss time. So. Um, I think right now, I think he's got to take the best of what he could get right now because he's not going to get a long-term deal. And another reason why he's not going to get a long-term deal, teams can't have these guys come in and do a physical right now, right? Because of the the traveling and all that kind of stuff is not good. So you can't bring a guy in to do a physical. You could He could do it on his own, but I'm sure you'd feel a lot better talking to him and also having him in and you know having your own doctor check him out and give him a thorough physical and you could see exactly what's wrong or, you know, right or whatever is going on in his body. So I think, you know what, I think he's crazy to turn down 17 mil, but maybe there's another offer out there that he thinks he's going to get for at least that. I mean, I hope he does for his sake. You know, you hate to see him turn down that kind of money, but uh, never there's, know. There's, uh, there's several, uh, all the reasons why you, you just named and, uh, you don't know what direction Miami is going into right now. You don't, they're not going to be a team that's going to just all of a sudden start winning games. 
you know, they, they, they're basically rebuilding a team. They just tore down their whole team last year. You know, um, a team, a guy like, uh, like Clowney is probably looking for a winning franchise to go to, you know, that's number, that's, that's one of, that's, that's one of the things too, you know, but again, you know, I think I've made, made mention of this before. Um, when you're looking for a traditional pass rusher, Clowney is not one of the guys that you would think of. He is not a traditional pass rusher. When you look at guys like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, T. Cecil that used to play for, for the Ravens, that's a traditional pass rusher. Yes, he could play the run too, but when he does, you know, what he does on the edge, you could look at it as a tra- traditional pass rush uh, entity. Like he, that's what he is. Um, uh, Clowney, you could just move. He's so dynamically athletic. You could take him from the edge and put him inside on a guard because the guard is, there's no way a guard is as athletic as he is and he could stop on a dime and cut on a dime and spin around. And he's strong enough with all that to kind of, you know, you know, push back a guard and take, take him all the way in the lap of a quarterback, you know? So when you match his athletic to his strength, he is a really dynamic player. The issue is like Chris pointed out is you're going to get this two, three ridiculous uh, moves or, um, or splash plays that he will give you every season. You know, even last season, he definitely played better than I'd ever seen him play. He, um, you know, more, more on a consistent basis in Seattle, but he got injured again. And that's the problem. What are you paying? Um, you're paying him to only play 10 games. You know, that's the issue, you know, mm-hmm. and it, nobody wants to really pay somebody for half the season. You know, I can't, I can't pay you a three, four, you know, a, a three, four year deal, and you're not going to outlive the contract. You're not going to live through the contract. So I think he has multiple issues here, and one of the reasons why. And him turning down the Miami deal kind of was a head scratching to me. But, but like I said, he might have done that just because he th- thinks Miami's not really going to be winning anytime soon. So who knows? But the, thing, the thing that bothers me the most is, is that, you know, these teams is really giving out. Top, top, top money to a guy that really hasn't shown of why he, why he should get that deal. Maybe, maybe Joe Douglas was like, because uh, I heard that Joe Douglas, um, you know, tried to contact. Maybe he was saying, you know, you have this problem, you have that problem, you you don't get this many sacks. Same as Jordan Jenkins. <laughs> um, you don't, Come on, you don't, really. Clowney is better than Jonah Jenkins yeah. by a yeah. mile. He's he, by a mile, <laughs> but at the same time, like if you really look at the numbers, like the numbers yeah. is about well, the same. And well, and, that doesn't the sacks the sack numbers is the sack numbers doesn't really matter. You see, if you look at the real numbers, which is what pressures are, like if like Clowney gets so many pressures, man, it's ridiculous. And and pressures cause interceptions, pressures causing causes inter- incompletions. And that's one of the reasons why me and stats we're not really friends. Is because <laughs> stats tell you only part the part of the story. You know. So if you have like Jordan Jenkins is like had nine sacks. How many of those nine sacks were, like I was saying, oh, was it a was... sack where he blew a, a tackle up? Like he it's basically long on the tackle many. and snatched it's him not, and grabbed. It's not him. many, but at the same time, what I'm saying How is about that... none? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying not many, but at the same time, so I mean, like, which, that uh, I know that you would agree is that the fact of the matter is that if Clowney was healthy, then oh, 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 yeah, you, you, you deserve that much, much more because he probably Agreed. would, would, Agreed. would blow it. 
but because he has so many injuries and these problems, it's it's, it's a head scratch of if if as if this guy is can really stay healthy for a whole season. And we done talked about this plenty of times. And yes. I feel he still can't play a whole season until he can say until he can say, listen, I could play a whole season. He has to take a one year deal. Well, to defend to defend what you're what you're saying, what um, to kind of defend what you're saying, I think I understand what you're saying. It's not that you're saying that he's on Jordan Jenkins's level, but because of his injury history, he's basically Jordan Jenkins. That's Correct. what you're trying to say, right? right? Okay. Like an I understand. Injury version. Like you okay. said, you're gonna get what are you gonna get? Maybe <laughs> eight to ten games at a very high level, but you're not gonna get him for a full season, most likely. Right. So, and you can't give him a, a long-term deal because you don't know if his knees are going to get even worse. You don't know when they're going to yep. be like, okay, I'm done. You know, once his <laughs> knee is totally done, he's done, done. And that's, a, and that's yeah. one of the worst, worst injuries in NFL is to have your knees messed up because now now that we in, you know, back back in the day, we, we used to love the, the hitters, the power hitters, you know. Now they just want guys that's just fast. Like they want the power guys, but they want fast guys as well. You know? Yeah, he he's, he generates his strength from from his legs up. So if you can't get any, if you can't get get any of your legs under what you're doing, especially when you want to get under the the pads of a of a guard or a tackle, if you don't have any kind of leg drive, you ain't going nowhere. So if your knees are gone, that's it for you. Yeah, that's what a lot of these teams are probably worried about him. You know, they're like, what are we going to get out of this guy in two or three years? You know, so I yeah. He needs to take a one-day deal. If he proves yeah, himself that think. he can stay healthy for a whole season, then, then, shut, then you shut me up. And, you know, you, you deserve a little four-year deal. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of teams, I, I would say every team is thinking the same way you are, Devin, the same thing. They're just like, I don't know this guy. And now that you can't even bring him in and talk to him and look at his, you know, and have your doctor, your team physician, look at him, that's even more uh, against him. You know, maybe yep. if maybe if that was, you know, if everything that wasn't going on right now and you were able to bring him in, maybe if your team physician looked at him and said, okay, yeah, you know, you just don't know. You're, you know, it's a – and it, this is a big contract that you're taking a huge gamble on. You know, so that's not something Definitely teams is. are ready to do. Even if it's a one-year deal and you print in seventeen, eighteen million, that means you're you're that's willing to gamble on on this guy. Yeah. You're really taking a real big gamble on him. And there's not many teams that have that kind of money right now that they could just blow. We're, we, yeah, we were on talking one year. about that. No, that like, the Jets, the Jets are right now with what the Jets have forty-two. The Jets yeah, have what, like two. forty-two million. Yeah, yeah. yeah they number two behind uh, yeah. the Cleveland. Yeah, and, now, and the thing, and they have so many holes they still they still have to fill, and this is the, what we were talking about. Is that is that um, teams are being kind of um, not being that generous with their money right now, you know, and 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 that's for that's for a lot of reasons. But um, he's gonna uh, he and a lot of free agents are gonna kind of have to wait and for a last minute signing because of the whole thing with COVID nineteen and not on you know the fact that they can't. No, you know, they can't really see anybody, you know. And there was also rumors talking about Cleveland that they were connected with uh, Trent Williams. And they're trying to get his uh, price down a little bit so they, because they're very interested in him. And if you think about a good offensive line, you pair him with Conklin. Conklin play right, he plays left. There you go. And the, and the, <laughs> the they, Browns inside they, are not bad at all. Yeah. 
But they, yeah. but they are right to try to get his price down just because of just because he of wants twenty million a year. Yeah, is that what I heard? Yes, it's, 20 it's, million. It's not just crazy. that. It's also you know you coming coming back from a real serious uh you coming back from a real serious injury mm-hmm. your age. It's a lot of things that that oh, comes yeah. with with it. You know that's why they like the Jets to get them. No, no, hold no, on, hold then, on, calm down, again, calm down. <laughs> and you know what? And again, going back to with with Clowney, you can't get this guy in, so you don't know. I mean. I'm sure his agent is like, God, oh, he's fine. He's great. He's in the best shape of his career. <laughs> he's good for another 10 years. Sign him to a 10-year, $200 million deal. We're good. You know, like, of course his agent's going to tell him that. But as a as an organization, just like what you said with Clowney, you know, am I going to give this guy that kind of money where I haven't even looked at him? You know, I haven't I haven't brought him in to have my, my physician look at him. You know, that's a big thing, unfortunately, for these players. They're going through right now. Guys that have to show, hey, listen, I'm good. Look at me. You know, I'll do a physical. You know, I'm good. I'm 100. I'm ready to go. And you know, just like Trent, uh, just like with Clowney, you know, Trent Williams is a hell of a player. Absolutely, a of a yes. tackle. Exactly. Without, without a him. doubt, he's better than him. I'll, I'll say better. And, and <laughs> I'm not if knocking you that. level players. Yes. Yeah, and I'm not knocking Trent Williams. You know, he he deserves his money, but at the same time, you know. Kind of be cautious because of because of y'all, you know, the reasons, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if, you, if you're very cautious and you play it right, you could get that, you could get that guy, you know. Until yeah. then, they're gonna see what happens. I don't see him getting traded till draft draft day. And that's really mm-hmm. to be honest. Possible, yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. They want to see what they can get at the draft, and maybe day two, or you know, maybe day two. I'm gonna say day two, not day three. Day two. Where there's still enough, um, what is it? Enough, enough good play, enough you know possible good players in the third or round three or round four. You know? Yeah, because I think Washington's holding on to at least a second round pick for him. So yeah, talking about Washington, uh, you, did you guys see um, uh, that they got uh, uh, Kyle Allen from uh, yes. Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a smart move. That's a smart move for uh, Carolina. You know, maybe get um, Haskins a little, a little motivated to to want to to want to play and to want to start. You know, this is this is like a. I'm not going to say a make him break him because he's in the new system. So I will, you know, I will back off right now. No, but it gives him a little <laughs> bit of a. Hey, you know, <laughs> you better watch yourself and and yes. think about it. Yes. Washington needs a backup because they lost. Uh, Casey Keys, uh, Kasem, whatever. Keenum, and, yeah. You know, and, I'm sorry, uh, Casey Keenum, a, and also uh, Colt, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, right? Yeah, they lost both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they definitely needed, and this guy showed he could. He's decent, you know. He showed yeah, enough last year. Yeah, he's not, he he's not a. Yeah, he's not a uh, like a everyday starter, but he's no, like one no. of those backups that will give you two or three good games, and that's yeah. all you need. That's definitely. what he did. With yeah. actually last year, remember he started yeah. off. He, he shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. You know, the first, I think it was the first four or five games he was playing out of his mind and then just fell off the face of the earth, you know, right. I, I, team-wise, whatever it was. I mean, I didn't really look look at the film, but the whole team kind of fell apart. So, um, listen, at the end of the day, man, uh, as a team, that is what, that's what teams do in the NFL. You get competition at every position. That's what you do. You, you get the best competition. You don't just say, hey, you, you, that's going to be your position. And, you know, nobody could get cocky about their position, you know. If you're not doing what you're supposed to, somebody's going to take your job. So, um, yeah, 
I I I like the move for them. Yeah, I like it too. Um, and and since and since we're talking about the Panthers, uh, Cam Newton uh, finally released. Uh, where where prediction? What team prediction? Uh, do you have Cam Newton going to? I think I think we all know the prediction. I think I think <laughs> I think every NFL uh, talking head has has uh, spoken about the the you know the the combination of need and and demand. Um, the Chargers. I mean, is are we all serious that the Chargers are gonna take? Their backup quarterback and have him start next year and wait until next until next year to draft a quarterback. Is that what's really going to happen? I mean, that defense on that that team is way too talented for them to give a season away, in my right. opinion. You know, I know. So, it's so it's Tyrod Taylor. I, yeah, that I makes no sense shocked. to me. You know, so, stadium. So I no think sense. so. I think now that uh, now that Cam Newton is a free agent, I think they should. You know, that's in my opinion, that should be the move for them. Well, somebody, uh, Rob Carpenter, former Jet, uh, an Eagle receiver, uh, on um, on Twitter, he brought it up, and I was I was kind of talking to him a little bit. Uh, he brought up the Redskins. We're just talking about the Redskins, and he brought up the Redskins because Ron Rivera is there now. Maybe there's a connection. They could, you know, he could definitely. Uh, what's his name? Haskins could learn from from Cam Newton. I, I don't know. I don't see it, but obviously that's a possibility with Rivera. Um, I definitely see the charges more than anybody. I don't see it at all. Yeah. The only other team, too, I, I mean, that does need a quarterback, but they're pretty set on who they got is the Patriots. I mean, they got Hoyer, and they're high on the other kid. Uh, uh, yeah, they're high on him, supposedly. So they said uh, they remind not, – not comparing him to Brady, but they said he reminds them of Brady, his mentality – matureness and stuff like that i guess if you got so. you know the best the best coach in the nfl league you know you really you just and you and you had a year or maybe two i don't know how many uh years the, this guy has been in the nfl but you had time to really watch brady and learn from him you know it's a possible chance yeah possible anything's chance possible jimmy g is pretty good and you know he was uh, under uh brady a couple of years too so i think i think I think I think more than just being with Brady, um, I think you have to come in what you bring into the table. And I think uh, one of the things I constantly heard about Stidham before he was drafted was there was questions about a lot of parts of his QB game. One of the things that wasn't a question is about how he threw the ball. Uh, a lot of scouts were basically uh, taken aback by how beautiful his through his arm talent was, you know, and, and arm talent, when I'm, what I mean by arm talent is what we have in New York right now, where not only can he make all the throws, which is the question that all people look at when it comes to quarterbacking, but how you could make the throws, you know, because sometimes you need the ball to be a hundred miles per hour and he could do that. And sometimes you need the ball to be 30 miles per hour with touch and accuracy. And he could do that. And sometimes you need it to be 50 and sometimes you need it to be 70 and he understands the timing and he understands when he's supposed to be a hundred, when he's supposed to be 75 and when he's supposed to be 30, you know, and that kind of arm talent is something that if you could marry that with uh, the decision making that quarterbacking in the NFL needs, which is where the, the leadership of uh, Tom Brady and a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator like they have in new England would really elevate your game. So, 
if that's the player that the the um the Patriots um have foreseen to be their starter, who am I to question them? I think I think we have enough proof, Tom Brady, with a hundred and ninety nine pick, you know, that they know what they're doing. So <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, we're definitely going to uh, keep up with uh, Cam Newton and see what happens, and hopefully we'll get some more information on him uh, on the next podcast. Um, uh, hey, and Winston is still out there, too? Oh, yes. oh man. We talk about it. Winston it's is still sad. out there. It's it kind is. of sad to see. It's, it's kind of, of yeah. sad to see him out there like that, man. It is. Damn. And he's going to be in as a backup quarterback that has to prove that he's a starting quarterback, which is very sad, but at the same time, I can understand it, the turnovers. So we'll de- we could definitely we'll definitely see what happens. Oh man, I forgot about him. Thank <laughs> thank you thank you, Chris, for the mention. Um, <laughs> let's let's go into uh great in our NFC uh signings uh dealing with the teams. Um, you can go right ahead, Chris, and you can start it off. All right, let's go NFC East. Started right off with the Eagles. Um. Uh, Linebacker, one-year deal, big deal here coming. Javon Hargrave, three-year deal, $39 million from Pittsburgh, awesome player. Uh, they re-signed Rodney McLeod. They re-signed Jalen Mills. Uh, Jenkins left, so Mills, they said, is going to fill in for him. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, Darius Slay was the big, uh, the big get for them. They acquired him in a trade with the Lions. Gave up only a third and a fifth rounder. That was a joke of a trade, to be honest, <laughs> to get that type of a play for a third and a fifth rounder. Um, and uh, Nate Sudfeld, their backup quarterback, resigned for a year. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to make the um, comment about that front seven, uh, that the Eagles, the, actually the front, the, the whole front. I mean, uh, Hargrave is one of the best nose tackles in the league, bar none. He's, 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 like, he's up there. And you're gonna pair him with uh, Jackson that they got from Jack Jacksonville before yep. that was injured last year, and um, what's his name? Fletcher Cox. And Fletcher Cox. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! <laughs> it's gonna be this is this not on un- this is gonna be unfair. Like yeah. they they were unblockable without these talents. Imagine mm-hmm. what they're gonna be with those talents, and then you put the t- the cornerbacks behind them, Slay, and then whoever they could fill in to draft. Or something like that, you know. I mean, that that defense will be scary. I think it's. I think the uh, question that that we should still ask is, what's going on with uh, Jeffrey, Austin Jeffrey, and what they're yeah. gonna do with their wide receivers? Um, they they really haven't. They, I, I I get it, but they need. I think they really need to think about drafting uh, a wide receiver to. Oh, that's they, oh, oh, that's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> yes, first it's round. <laughs> It's a first round's gonna be yeah. First round's gonna be a wide receiver. It's almost guaranteed. It's just a matter of who's gonna be there at uh, what do they draft like twenty one? I mean, I'll, I'll give them a solid B. Other than that, because yeah, of the slay trade and the Hargrave yeah. signing. Yeah, they they still got to figure out uh, Ashlon Jeffrey. What are they gonna do with him? They're gonna keep him, trading him. There's still a big cap hit, so they may end up keeping him. I don't think so, but uh, you know. It's it, that's that's a tough situation, and Jenkins leaving is a big hole on defense, especially like leadership Agreed. wise in the locker room. That's Agreed. that's definitely going to be a a big one. So yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. All right, we'll go to the Cowboys. They signed uh, Anthony Brown, 
cornerback. They signed uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the safety, one year Why? deal. I know. Uh, they re-signed. <laughs> I know the choice. Yeah, Amari Cooper, five-year, hundred million dollar deal, including sixty million guaranteed. Uh, they re-signed Kai Forbath, the kicker, who did a good job for them. Uh, Blake Jarwin, the tight end, was re-signed. He's they needed that. Be, yeah, because of uh, uh, what's his name, Levin? Sean, yeah, um, Whitten Levin, yeah. Uh, Sean Lee, the linebacker, was re-signed. Mm-hmm. Joe Looney, the center, we were just talking about him. He was re-signed. Yes. Uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, three-year deal. That was decent. Yeah, they need they needed that. They've 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 had issues a couple of years now with their defensive tackles. Uh, they even drafted a couple of kids and that didn't really pan out, or they didn't perform up to task. But uh, Gerald McCoy is still one of the better defensive tackles in the league, so he might uh, you know bring their game up there, up front. Darian Thompson, safety was re-signed. And, of course, the big news was Prescott got the exclusive franchise tag. I will give them, I'll give them a C plus. Um, they really haven't done much that interests me. Um, the, most of their money went to the two guys. Um, other than McCoy, um, they, most, of they, most of their money went out to these guys that we were like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so uh, – most of their money, yeah, they only went to two guys, so I don't know. They really didn't have money to spend. Yeah. Um, um the 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 other than the Gerald McCall signing and re-signing Looney and and I think the Blake Jarwin uh is kind of an underrated move. I think I think they should have let Jarwin grow in that system more. I don't know why they kept um bringing back uh uh that the the elder tight end and keep you know, keep making him take the snaps away from the kid. Let the kid grow in the system, in my opinion, anyway. All right, next up, you got the Giants. They made a big splash signing uh, James Bradbury to corner, three-year, $45 million deal to go with their young cornerbacks that they drafted last year. Mm-hmm. You got Nate Ebner to DB. Uh, Kyler Fackrell, the linebacker, signed a one-year deal. Cam Fleming, uh, Fleming, I'm sorry. Tackle, mm-hmm. one-year deal. Deion Lewis, backup running back. Uh, Blake Martinez, that was another big deal. Three-year, $30 million contract. Good signing. Good signing for them. Uh, David Mayo, linebacker. He was re-signed. Colt McCoy, backup quarterback. Great signing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levine Toliolo, the tight mm-hmm. end. <laughs> and Leonard Williams was franchise tagged. I'll give him a B plus only yeah, because they, they made the good, the good signings they, of needs that they needed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about Leonard Williams. Maybe this will be his year, but I, I would give him a B plus. Yeah, I, 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 I'd give them a straight B in my, my opinion. Um, I like the, the Dion Lewis signing. I like the Blake Martinez signing. Like they really had issues with linebackers last year, so that was a really good uh, signing for them. So and getting Colt McCoy as their backup is pretty good. So yeah, um, they really and and the and the Bradbury signing too that was kind of a surprise for me. Uh, but but yeah, they needed they definitely needed the one big you know corner. You know they could put the other kid the kid they drafted last year they could put him up. Uh, you know, he could grow in the system. He didn't, he, he kind of, uh, 
he kind of he was kind of up and down last year, but uh, the Bradbury signing might uh, anchor that 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 cornerback uh, cornerbacks a little better. All right, and to finish up the NFC East, you got the Redskins. They acquired Kyle Allen, backup quarterback, for a fifth round pick. Uh, Peyton Barber, the running back, signed a two year deal. Sean Davis uh, agreed to a one year contract. Thomas Davis, the linebacker, agreed to a one year deal. Uh, Kendall Fuller, the corner, signed a four year deal worth about $40 million. Uh, JD McKissick, the running back, signed a two year deal. Uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis, the linebacker, signed a one year. That was uh, with us. Remember, he was with us for a oh, year, yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Scherf got the franchise tag, the uh, offensive guard, and Wes Schwitzer. 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 Yeah. Schwitzer uh, signed a three-year deal. Yeah. I'd, um. I'd, the only. De- the only. Um. In my opinion, the only. Uh. I mean, I like the Kyle Allen move. Um, the Kendall Fuller move is not that bad. I think Kendall Fuller, like I said before, um, talking about him, I think his his versatility kind of stands out to me. So I think that's a great pickup, uh, especially in the kind of defense they're probably going to play on the their new coach. So yeah, that was there was only probably one or two moves that I really liked there. Uh, so in my opinion, I'll give them a C. I agree with that. Um, other than tagging, other than tagging uh, the linemen, which 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 was very smart of them, I don't I don't see much of them really doing nothing. So yeah, I agree with you, Sean. All right, we'll go to the NFC North. Uh, we'll start it off with the Vikings. Uh, they signed Dan Bailey, kicker, uh, actually to a three-year deal. Surprisingly, usually for a kicker, you don't go that far. But three-year deal for him. C.J. Ham, the fullback, re-signed. Uh, Anthony Harris, the safety, uh, got the franchise tag put on him. Uh, Rashad Hill, the offensive tackle, signed with them. Michael Pierce, defensive tackle, got a pretty decent deal, three-year, $28 million. And Eric Wilson, the linebacker, was play- they placed a second-round tender on him. Yeah, the Pierce signing is is a is a pretty good. And they signing. also lost uh, what's his name, uh, the receiver. Um, uh, I can't I can't think his name. He went to something. Buffalo. Davin, yeah, you know um, his name. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Diggs, Diggs, Diggs. <laughs> right, uh, Diggs. someone had to. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, yeah, my mom was just like in a different world for like two seconds. That's that's my apologies. But yeah, go go right, right ahead, Charvin. Go right ahead. <laughs> Yeah, um, Pierce, Pierce is definitely a really good signing. And again, another really good defensive tackle. Uh, you don't really hear those names that much because of what, of what they do. Uh, they normally take on two blocks a lot. But uh, Pierce is a really good signing in my mind. Uh, nothing really oh, out there really stands out to me. But the fact that they, um, they, they didn't sign... Um, they didn't sign um, uh, Griffin, oh, Griffin back. yeah. That's I don't know what the deal is with that. I That's think Griffin. I I think well, not that I don't know the deal. I think Griffin came out and said that he, and he's done. He doesn't want to play there anymore. Some to like something to that effect that he 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 wants to move on. Uh, probably right. he sees he sees the market that he thinks that he could take advantage of, which I think is kind of drying up at the point. Like I don't see anybody spending a lot of big money right now. So 
I don't know what the deal is going to be with He's that. He's not going to get but, much more than uh, than Jenkins got, I don't think. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, Griffin. Yeah. I mean, a little bit yeah. more. But I, yeah, he, he's probably going to get nine, eight, nine. He should mm. be able to get at least. Yeah. He, he, I think Griffin has like like upwards of seventy four something sacks through, throughout the season playing the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't get seventy something sacks playing the NFL if you if you're not good. So, um, yeah, he's still a, a high end um, defensive end. Um, yes, the problem is who still plays four three. Um, because that's kind of what he is—a four-three end. Um, so, you know, that—that's the—that's a question. Who, who's playing four-three end, and who's gonna be willing to pay him nine million to play four-three end for them? That's the—that's gonna right. be the question. Right. True. Uh, next up, you got the Bears. Uh, Artie Burns, cornerback, signed a one-year <laughs> deal. Uh, Devin Bush, safety. They re-signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, their big move was acquiring Nick Foles in a trade with the Jaguars. Uh, hmm. Gave him, gave him up only a fourth round pick for him, but they, that is a contract, a very big contract coming back. So that probably means the uh, the end of Trubisky. Um, they did sign Jimmy Graham, the tight end, to a two year deal. Uh, Robert Quinn, they also signed five years, seventy million dollars, thirty million guaranteed, hmm. and they also signed to an extension. Danny Trevathan, the linebacker. Yeah, um, I like the I like the Nick Foles idea. Um, I think one of the I think one of the biggest issues with some teams in the NFL is admitting when they made a mistake. Um, it's coming to that point where you have to start questioning uh, picking your your starting quarterback because it looks like he's not he's not really up to snuff. Uh, so bring in competition. You know, bring in, bring in a, a more dynamic talent. See what you could get, you know. Um, I, uh, Jimmy Graham is a good signing. I mean, he still kind of has it. I mean, I, he's still probably one of the better, you know, you know, uh, tight ends that you could that could you could kind of put in like a big slot, you know. Uh, he could still burn uh, the linebacker down the seam. So, yeah, I, I like that, that signing. And I think I, I like the Quinn move. I think Quinn... Quinn is definitely, as a technician, one of the best edge rushers in the league. Uh, so, um, yeah, I agree. I, I think I would give them a B. Yeah, okay. Maybe B minus. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't sneeze at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Packers. They weren't so busy. Uh, they signed uh, Christian Kirksey, the linebacker, two years, sixteen million dollar deal. They re-signed uh, Marquise Lewis, the tight end, um, and they also and and the only other thing they really did was sign uh, Rick Wagner, the offensive tackle. So, yeah, they didn't do too much. Um, no. I think I think maybe maybe they're they're, they're thinking that uh, most of their most of what their needs are they could they could address in address in the in the draft, I mean, uh, they definitely need wide receiver. I think, I think, remember last year at some at points, uh, they were basically on they're hanging on by a thread, mm-hmm. you know, wide receiver wise, where even tight ends were out there playing wide receiver. So, um, they definitely were wide receiver, and you know, the, the we we keep saying the same thing over and over again the fact that uh, 
this draft is so deep at wide receiver, so they could do that. And and a uh, tight end, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they need you know Mercedes Lewis. I don't think he's the answer. So no, need, he's more of a blocking need, guy now. Backup they need tight end. A, yeah, they need a young kid, and they need an offensive. They need offensive line will help. Mm-hmm. Uh, depth, especially, could get that. I think. I think uh, tackle wise, especially. I think the draft is deep enough at tackle that they could do that. So yeah, they must yeah, be didn't they? Yeah. Uh, where did he go? I forgot. Just recent. It was the day too that he that he got signed on it. But yeah. Can't off the top of my head. Where did he oh, go? The first thing the Packers need to handle is the wide receiver. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, look at a just, Justin Jefferson. Um, there's other wide receivers to look at, but the first thing I, I, yeah, I, I would like look Jefferson. at, uh, yeah. So I, I, the first thing I'll look at is taking pressure off of Devontae Adams. Adams yes. have a workload ahead of him, so I, I would look. I would if uh, I, I would look at him as late first round. Like, you know, it, anything is possible, but it's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah you're right. Again, I agree. Lions, they were busy. Uh, they signed Jamie Collins, a uh, three-year, $30 million deal with 18 fully guaranteed. Uh, backup quarterback Chase Daniel, uh, Doron Harmon. The DB was acquired in a trade with the Patriots. Um J. Ron Curse, the safety, signed a one-year deal. Miles Killebrew, the safety. Uh, Danny Shelton, defensive lineman. Uh, so you're telling Des- me the whole Patriots went over to Detroit? More or less, yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Desmond Trufant, I guess he's the replacement for Slay. Uh, Vitae, um, I'm not going to try to say his first yeah. name. Yeah. The offensive tackle from Philly. Everybody Big knows Big V. Yeah. Five-year, $50 million deal. That was probably a little high for him. But uh, Nick Williams, d- uh, defensive tackle as well. C-minus. <sighs> this is kind of all over the place for me, man. Again, yeah, exactly. I was it's, just going to say that. It's, it's, um, it's those moves, like we're talking about those players from the Patriots that they keep, move, they keep moving into Detroit. Huh? And I'm, with all due respect, I think within the Patriots system, these players become a little bit more – um, I think the only player that stands out in my mind here is uh, is Jamie Collins. I think Jamie Collins has proven that he could go outside the Patriots and actually perform pretty well. So, um, I mean, this is like middle of the road for me, man. This is like a C. That's about it. I'm giving them a C minus. I think uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, the head coach Patricia uh, job is definitely on the line here. Um, whether whether it's rebuilding or not, um, I don't. I I hate the fact that he's trying to turn this team into a Patriot team. It's not really, you know, Stafford's style, and I think it's really uh, offsetting for him as well. Uh, I might not be able to read his mind too much, but I think it, I think it is. It's just like I said. It's just my opinion. You know, I'm speaking from you know, from an NFL fan standpoint. And if I was Stafford, I would really feel uncomfortable. But, yeah, you, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah, I don't know about – I don't know about most of those moves. I'm not, I'm not really the, – the, the, that front office and that coaching staff, I don't know where they're going. I mean, and they showed promise at some point last year too. Yeah. And then they just kind of slunk away. And that, I think that has a lot to do with that coaching. So, like, I, they did I agree play a lot of them. close games, though. They did yeah, play a lot. Of, you know, they might have right. lost a lot, but they did play a lot of close games. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, they still might 
you know, who knows? Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the NFC South, and uh, we'll start with the Buccaneers. Uh, they placed their franchise tag on Shaquille Barrett. Um, they signed Joe Haig, the offensive lineman. Uh, Kevin Minter, the linebacker. Uh, they re-signed JPP. And wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. They, they signed somebody, right? Who is his name again? Yeah, they. I I just got it bon, right here. Bon, bon Haiti? <laughs> yeah. Hon Grady? <laughs> they signed, they signed the, uh, the GOAT himself, uh, Tom Brady, to a two-year, $50 million guaranteed contract. Which is actually a good contract. Uh, yeah, I would say so for the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> uh, no, it's not bad. You know, uh, the offense is going to be – Pretty good, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's I mean, see what their defense I mean, is going to do. I think, I think one of the one, yeah, I, I think the defense started playing a little better down the down um, the later the season got. Uh, I think at first they really struggled, but again, that goes with learning uh, um, Todd Bowles' system. I think, mm-hmm. in, that's my opinion anyway. I think, and also they just need a little more talent at certain spots, especially mm-hmm. at corner. Uh, but and, and safety, um, but they're pretty good a lot I'm of su- places. Um, I'm surprised but, they didn't make a move for Slay, to be honest. Maybe because they, they're in this, you know, both in the end. No, no, they're in the they have the too. money, but I just, I think I'm surprised the, I for think. three and a five, man. I would have did that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think, I think they, I think they, they're trying to um, build for the draft too. They're trying to be smart. Um, I am um, uh, offensively, they're a dangerous team. And with a quarterback that knows how to understand not only when to run the ball, but also when where to throw the ball, not just not just beating you downfield all the time with long passes, but like systematically breaking down your your defense, where finding your weaknesses in a blink of an eye, you know, with talents that could actually catch the ball and give you yak. That's a problem, you know. That's a problem. So I'm I mean um, I think their interior line, offensive line, is really good. I think Ali Mappet is one, probably one of the better guards in the league, uh, but their tackles are questionable, and that's probably where, you know, their first pick is going to go tackle. You know, uh, so um, yeah, I think I think they they could they could build something there. I think they're going to be one of those teams that's probably going to be in the thick of it, man, mm-hmm. uh, during the season, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, I'll give them a I'll give them a B plus. Yeah, you didn't bring Brady there yeah, to agree. rebuild. That's for sure. Oh no! You bring Brady there to win, right? Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Saints, their biggest thing was uh, Drew Brees resigned for a two-year deal. He got about fifty million as well. Okay. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> Taysom Hill got the uh, first-round tender put on him. Uh, another, <laughs> another big move for them was huge move for for them on defense was signing Malcolm Jenkins. That's going to change that defense. Million-dollar deal, yeah. That's going to be an awesome. That's going to be an awesome move for them. Just for him, I mean, what's his name said it was the worst move letting him go. The coach was saying that. Always oh, said that about Jenkins. Uh, they also re-signed David Oni Amada, the defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also signed Audrey's Pete, the offensive tackle. Oh yeah, five-year deal worth about fifty-seven million. Uh, they signed Emmanuel Sanders, two-year like sixteen. You. Crazy, and game. they also yeah. signed DJ Swearing, Swearinger, the safety. Yeah, Swearinger. Yeah, Swearinger. Um, um, that's that's an A for me. 
and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, and for, for years now, I know they haven't shown it in winning NFC championships and Super Bowls, but for years now, they're, they've, they've almost consistently done what they need to do, both in the free agency and the draft. Um, they've, that, that team, that front office is pretty, a pretty well-oiled machine in my, my opinion. So and these moves uh, that they made, even the small ones, I think they're going to count in the, in the long run. And they're going to be there when it counts, man, at the end of the season. Definitely they're going to be there playing meaningful football. And I think one that I, and I love the Emmanuel Sanders move. Uh, you got to take that weight yep. off of Michael Thomas back. Um, Michael's like, other than Thomas is, and Kamara, it's really no, no wide receivers that's actually putting up, you know, yards like them two are. So I just feel, I just feel Emmanuel Sanders is, is a very good signing, but be, be watchful of them. Um, I, I know they had to still in last year's draft. If they go get a receiver, I, I would not be surprised. Like, just watch out for the Saints in this draft. I agree. Yep. I agree. Uh, Panthers, uh, very busy team, of course, with the new head coach. Uh, we heard earlier talked about Robbie Anderson. Uh, they re-signed Trey Boston to safety. They signed big move. Signing Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $63 million contract. Um, Farrell Cooper, the wide receiver. Uh, Seth Deval, the tight end. Uh, John Miller, guard. Uh, Russell Okun was uh, acquired from the Chargers in, mm-hmm. in exchange for Trey Turner. Uh, Seth Roberts, the wide receiver. Uh, P.J. Walker from the XFL. XFL, mm-hmm. But he's another guy from uh, Temple as well, so maybe yes. a little connection. Uh, or Stephen Weatherly, defensive end. Pretty good. And, Pretty good yeah. defensive end. Yes. And Tahir Whitehead, the linebacker as yeah. well. So they were busy. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty busy, but I think we spoke about the fact that they might have been – they would have been busy because this is a new coaching staff, a uh, new front office. Uh, not a whole new front office. I'm I'm sorry. They they still have the same GM, but basically, I think that the that that team is going to be um, uh, be in the mode of what Matt Rule wants to be wants it to be, and that offense is going to do what uh, Brady wants it to be. Um, yeah. So so I think I think in the end, a lot of these signings is going to they're kind of mirroring what 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 these new coaches want, and I don't think. Um, because we really don't have a, a comparative uh, example because these coaches are brand new to the NFL. I, I can't really grade that. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, how he's going to implement these guys. So I don't see, I don't really see his vision because again, I've never seen him coach NFL style. So I really don't see, you know, what, what he is. I mean, you guys could go ahead and his, but in my opinion, I really can't. I don't know where they're going with this. So <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give him, yeah, you I'll give him to the draft. I'll give him to the draft, and then I'll give him a whole grade. Yeah, I'll get more of a vision. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got the Falcons. Um, they were let's see, Tyler Davidson, Davison, the defensive tackle, signed a three-year deal. Uh, their big deal was Dante Fowler. Well, one of their big deals was Dante Fowler signed a three-year deal, forty-eight million dollars. Uh, Todd Gurley just signed a one-year deal uh, with them. Interesting. Yeah, that's a very interesting <laughs> choice. And 
big tight end, man, in a trade with the Ravens, Hayden Hurst. Uh, they got him for promising. a yeah for a second and a fifth, and they got yes. back a fourth as well. So, so what do you guys think? I like it. I kind of like what they did. I like I like the replacing of the they lost on edge. They replaced on edge. Um, let's see what the Fowler could do. Um, I like they lost the running back. They replaced the running back. They lost the tight end. They replaced the tight end. So, you know, uh, they still need cornerback help because they left. They lost Trufant. Uh, they need linebacker help and they need safety help. So, uh, I mean, it's on incomplete, but at this moment, I want to give them like a B. Yeah, yeah. solid B works. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go to the West now with the 49ers. Uh, NFC champs. Uh, they re-signed Arik Armstead to a five-year deal. $85 million, $48.5 million guaranteed. Uh, they also signed Travis Benjamin, the wide receiver, to a one-year deal. They signed, they re-signed Ben Garland, the center, and they re-signed Jimmy Ward, the safety. Oh, yeah, and they also I mean, traded away uh, the tackle. Yes. What the did they get back? What did they get back? To first for, round. For, for, for yeah, the first, first round. rounder, right? Yeah. yeah. Thirteen pick. Buckner, right? Listen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen to me. Um, that that um, Buckner is a really good player. He he is one of those interior monsters in the NFL. But it is very it is uh very it's uh them that pick that pick could be a wide receiver man. That yeah, that's, that's probably where pick. Judy Judy or Ruggs thing. goes. Judy or Ruggs could go thing. right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because because again, I mean Sanders. With a running game like that, an offensive line like that, the way they play, with a wide receiver that could burn you. <sighs> Sanders, Sanders was an okay wide receiver, and imagine they could have an actual wide receiver that could run circles around you. It's gonna be a problem, you know. So, so yeah, man, they 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 didn't have too much work to do anyway. That team is not a team that needs to really be fixed that much, you know. A little, little touch, little taps here and there, but that's about it. Uh, so, I mean, you just grade him, grade him as an, to me, that's an A in my, in my book. You get a, you, 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 even if you lose Buckner, man, you still keep Amstead, which is probably one of the most feared defensive ends in the league. And, uh, and then you, uh, get a pick where you could, where you could like reload on, on offense. So I mean, I, it's an A in my mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him an A. Either way, the, the the 49ers have a hell of a defense with or without Buckner. So, exactly. yeah, the, with Bosa there, which have played oh, un- unbelievably with, with the guys that they have, you you still and, – and just to get a wide receiver at number 13, like – can't you can't beat it it's a it's a it's a great it's not even a gamble it's a great deal it's a great deal so i'm i'm yeah i will definitely give him an a yeah and you know what the reason why they, they trade buckner is because in the at the end of the day you can't keep everybody you know bose's contract is going to be coming up in a year or two that they got to re-sign him so it, it comes out you can't sign all these guys you know with the cap we talked about it earlier the cap is has changed you know the game on how you keep your players and stuff. So, agree. Um, all right. Next up, you got the Seahawks. Uh, they signed Philip Dorsett, the wide receiver, BJ Finney, the offensive lineman, uh, Jacob Hollister, the tight end, um, 
I'm sorry, they, they signed him to a second round tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Bruce Irvin, the edge mm-hmm. rusher, uh, Cedric Abouye, the mm-hmm. tackle, uh, Greg Olson. That was a big, that's a big chance, but it's a only point. a one year. And Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle, resigned with them. They also so traded the for um for the Redskins, Quentin Dunbar. Yes. Yeah, that corner, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, what 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 is what is Seattle's biggest issue? If you if you think of Seattle, what's their biggest issue? Um, Other than the O line, because they O line. It struggle. is the O line. Yeah, and and it is. <laughs> and they need a good. Saying. They still and, need and, a good edge rusher now, right? Without, yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Without clowning. Agreed. Um, and uh, you know, um, I think it's O line, and I think, I think signing B.J. Finney does is that an answer? I don't know about that, you know, so, so you know, or, or signing Cedric Ogboye, is that an answer? I don't know about that, you know, I think, I think, again, they've gone year after year after year after year after year, not giving Russell Wilson the best offensive line they could, and a tight attack, a talent like Russell Wilson should be, uh, <laughs> you know, protected at, at all costs, and I don't think, in my mind, that they've stepped out enough to give him the best so you know, until they do that, my 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 uh my uh grade for them is like a C. <laughs> Just a- I would have to agree. Um, the gamble with Greg Olsen is it's kind of it's kind of good for 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 the dumb because they they haven't had a, a really decent. They probably had okay, but they haven't had a guy that can maybe produce numbers. I think if I think Greg Olsen can maybe fit more than what Jimmy Graham did. You know, with Jimmy Graham that came in from from the Saints and was so much of a beast, he really did not fit that system. I think Greg Olsen could fit, possibly fit more than what Jimmy Graham did. But it's like I said, it's it's only a one year deal, so it's a good gamble. It could be good, it could be bad. It's an idea too with the Seahawks. They might a team that if one of those tackles drops a little bit, uh, not top five. I don't think they have to. I don't think they're going to trade that high up, but they do have two second rounders and they have two fourth rounders as well. Yeah, so I think I think the like I've said it they before. They might make moves I'm, to trade up. I think even if they don't they don't trade up, I think uh, the tackle, um, even if the those tackles in the second round are not on the level of uh, of the four, the top four that we keep talking about. I think these. I think there's talented players in all offensive line players in the second round, and the third round. So in my mind, they need to, to use those picks to pick mm-hmm. up as many guys as possible. You know, that's pro disease. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's simple as that. You know, even if you don't you don't get the top four, top five guys, you know, please, you know, give give my best friend a better line. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up, you got the Rams. Uh, they signed Austin Blythe, the offensive lineman. They signed uh, Leonard Floyd, the edge rusher, to a one-year deal. Uh, Ashawn Robinson, the defensive tackle, signed a two-year deal. And Andrew Whitworth uh, re-signed to a three-year, $30 million deal. That's it. Oh man, uh, <laughs> the Rams is just going downhill, and it's no, and this is no disrespect, you know. Andrew Whitworth, okay, but and, and so I don't know. Maybe they need to 
I don't know if they trying to draft a running back or uh, they they maybe maybe they should try Devonta Freeman because he stills a free agent unless if he signed somewhere, which I don't know. No, he didn't yet. Okay, so other than that, oh, they they so much in bad salary cap mold. I would give them a a, a D, a D plus. The only the, the only deal I like is the Ashawn Robinson deal. The, because he's a pretty good defensive tackle. Put him, put him, uh, put him together with uh, you know, with Donald, and and you have you you know you give Donald help uh, because I think Brock has left right, uh, so you know, and they signed uh, you know, uh, they signed Floyd um, to to replace their loss of an edge, so that's not bad. Um, how much more does Whitworth have? You know, he's he's getting he's, he's getting long in the tooth, man. Got, you know, they they need year, to do something about it. Two. So they so they need so they definitely need more help on the offensive line. Um uh and and they, they kinda replace what they had to replace, what they had to replace. I think again it goes back to the issue that um that Davin was just talking about is their salary cap. They have too much money tied into just a couple of players. You know, and until they could figure that out, I don't think they could be really put themselves into a, a better situation. I, uh, 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 I mean, okay, because because they were because they were active, I say B minus. Mm. I'm, I'm, it's, so, it's so much as the debt cap when you lose these, like Jared Goff or Brandon Cooks. Like even for Cooks, it's still not looking good for for them. It's like they going negative. They not going positive. They not going high. It's like they just going right down on the steep, steep ass hill, and you don't know if they're gonna fall off or not off the bicycle. <laughs> and since they cut Gurley, I think he's got a cap hit too of like seventeen yeah, million. Gosh. I, I think so, they spread it. They'll spread it out like they yeah. did with Johnson. And just here's another thing, guys. They have no first round pick this year. Remember, they traded for uh, Ramsey. Not good. Not good no, so they're not in good shape whatsoever, to be honest. Um, all right, next up, and to finish us all up, would be the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they signed Devondre Campbell, linebacker. Uh, they placed a transitional tag on Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they re-signed Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, they... Signed Devon Kennard, the linebacker, three mm-hmm. year, $20 million deal. Uh, they signed Jordan Phillips, the defensive tackle, and their big move was, of course, acquiring DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. in a trade along with a fourth round pick in exchange for running back David Johnson and a <laughs> second round pick and a fourth round pick. Opening, so. opening, getting, getting your, your, your rookie, your, your young quarterback, a, mo- a monster of a wide receiver. Opening the way to probably pick a tackle in the top because I think they pick it they pick eighth or something like that. Uh, they need they need the tackle help. So I I think they positioned themselves pretty well with what they did in the offseason here. Uh, yeah. I can't really get mad at anything they did. Everything looks pretty good in my opinion. So yeah, I'll definitely give them an A on what they did. I definitely mm-hmm. will give them an A too. It's just the fact of the matter is that they rebuild in the right way. Yep. It's you know, and with uh Cliff Kingsbury and uh and then the GM, they they rebuild in the actual right way, the way a GM should build, you know, with this with the coach and with the team. You know, you can't go 
no lower than that. So it's all depending on how they draft. They they actually played decent this season. They was actually a little fun to watch. Kyler Murphy, it was definitely a little fun to watch. So um, there you go. Expect nothing but great things, especially from a top three wide receiver. If not the best, then you know top three. They could be one of those teams that's going to draft a, a lineman, one of the tackles, because yes. they definitely still need offensive line help. Yes, they do. Yep. They also need help at, on defense too. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, we'll one at a time. <laughs> yep, exactly. One at a time, definitely. Yeah. Other than that, that's it for our podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast. Um, as we still in in this uh, coronavirus situation, make sure to wash yep. your hands, be safe. Yes, be safe, sir. Guys. And that's and that's it. We we gonna do this for y'all every week. But until next time, we'll take a flight. We're out of here. Take flight. Take flight. <laughs>